Welcome to Hachzik, the Daily Musar Impact Initiative. Hello, my sweetest friends. Welcome back to Hachzik, our Daily Limud of Sasa Sharim. We are today number 116 in our Limud as we begin chapter 21, where the Ramchal is going to help us understand how to acquire this Midah of Hasidus, this Shlav in our ladder of Hasidus that we've been discussing for many, many weeks, many, many lessons already. And through his advice, he's, we're going to see, as he's done in the past, the things that bring us closer to Hasidus, that help us acquire it, and also we'll get eventually to the things that detract from Hasidus that we should be avoiding in order to give us the best possible chances to of acquiring this Midah successfully. So today, we are going to begin talking about the ways to acquire Hasidus, and you'll hear, we're going to hearken back to some of our earlier lessons. If you recall way back when we were learning about Hasidus originally, how Hasidus comes down to Avas Hashem and Yeres Hashem, and we're going to talk about ways of acquiring that Ava here. Uh, in practical terms. Something that will greatly help in our pursuit of acquiring the Midochasidus. A lot of histaklos, to make a to look at, so so observation, looking at things carefully. And to make Havana, Bina, understanding, to contemplate, to think deeply, to study deeply things, matters related to what it means to be a Hasid. When someone begins to meditate and think deeply about the greatness, the exaltedness of Hashem and His absolute perfection, and the incredible chasm, the distance between the greatness, limitless, limitless um, greatness and ability of Hashem, Connected next to relative to our lowliness, our shiftless, automatically it'll cause the person to feel, be filled with great awe and, and, and fear and trembling before Hashem. That's, that's Yira. And then, we, and further contemplation and his bonus and thinking deeply in meditation on the great chasadim and the kindness that Hashem does to us constantly. And how much Hashem loves Klal Yisrael specifically, if you think about the history of Klal Yisrael, it's, it's, an, it's a nice it's and that Klal Yisrael is still not only around today, not only still God-fearing and religious today, but more Torah being learned today than really probably ever before in the history of Klal Yisrael. It's unbelievable what, the, what Klal Yisrael has, has accomplished with all the oppression and persecution and, and you know, being kicked out of every single host country that we've ever been to in Gullus, the fact that we're still around itself is a big sign that Hashem loves us absolutely as a nation even. And about the tzaddikim, how we see how Hashem allows the tzaddikim, these upright people, get close to Him and live a tranquil, connected, holy, transcendent life. And the great nobility, the noble qualities of Torah, of Limina Torah, following the Torah, and mitzvos, of the beautiful mitzvos, Opportunities that Hashem has given us to get close to Him, to live a beautiful life. As well as other such contemplations and, and insights that you could think about that, that just really engender an incredible love for Hashem. Certainly, you will, it will be born within a person an unbelievable love towards Hashem. And, and a person will choose to just desire Hashem and cleave to Him. That's all, that's all someone will want if they think about these things regularly. For when He recognizes that Hashem is literally a father to us, and He is merciful to us, like a father is merciful and compassionate to His sons, a longing and desire will automatically be aroused within this person to reciprocate that love and act towards Him, towards Hashem, as a son acts towards his father. So I wanted to pause for a second here. I couldn't help but notice that the Ramchal is saying, Shashem Yisparach Hulonu of Mamish. 
So we've, we've heard different mishalom, right? Mishalom are often used to, to try to help us get a better understanding and more clarity of what, what kind of relationship we have, how we, how we can relate to Hashem. So we hear husband and wife, we hear parent and child, father and son. So usually these are mishalom that are, that, are, that are used as a way for us to like somehow have some sort of way to wrap our head around what it means to be in this relation between the creator and the created. But here the Ramchal is saying mamish. He's saying that, that we, uh, we contemplate how Hashem Yisbarach is a father to us literally, mamish. So what does that mean? Hashem did give birth to us. A father is someone that is, is with our mother in order to give birth to us. So how, how is Hashem our father, mamish? So very, very quickly, um, in, just in short, if, if, you, if you really think about it, right? If you think about even, let's say, the, um, not to be controversial here, but like the Big Bang and evolution and all this stuff, right? There's, there's a lot of different proofs that's, that seem to indicate that some sort of evolutionary process has taken place over the history of the world. Um, again, I'm not getting into timelines and, and, and carbon dating and our, our 5,783 years since the world was created with, with Ottoman and, and Chava and Karen. I'm not talking about any of that. But at one point there was nothing. And then before, right after that point, Hashem decided, then there's something, right? How is it possible that we exist? There's, there's, there's nothing but Hashem. So how can we exist? So again, I'm not, not going to get too deep into the sugya, but the Svarim tell us that Hashem was mitzamsim himself. That's how they explain it. He, he kind of carved out a space, so to speak, where he wasn't Kilu, so that there was space for a, a finite world that we see multiplicity, and we don't see God tangibly in the world necessarily, right? So if you think about it, therefore, anything that, that exists today at one point didn't, and it came from whom? From Hashem. What is, a, what is a, a child to parent? It is literally the, the basic building blocks of life that come from the parents that result in an embryo, in a pregnancy, in a child being born that grows up to be a human being. It all comes from the parents. And it's ma- literally from the parents, mamash, right? So, so perhaps this is when he says mamash, because if you, if you really think about it, everything you see, and we, we of course, come straight from Hashem. He is the original cause for us existing. And even more so, the same way that the parents contribute their, their building blocks, their ingredients in order to create a child, Hashem obviously gives us everything, but specifically, more specifically, He gives us in Hashem Tehorah, Hashem Satavit Tehori, a holy soul, a godly soul, that as the, as the, the Balatanya, the Roshniya Zaman of the Ali, the Alter Rebbe of Chabad, explains very clearly that, that our soul is a chilek alakami mal, and He uses the word mamish. He says, literally, it's a piece of God Himself, whatever that means. So I want to say that's we, he, the Rambam is very specific here. It's not just a muscle, another muscle for an imshal for us. He's using the word mamish, and I, I'm, I'm, at least this is my understanding at this point in time of what that could possibly mean. Okay, so now the Rambam is going to say, so what what's required for us to have such contemplation, su- successful contemplation that would result in this ava in this era? You need to go seclude yourself in in a quiet room by yourself. And he should he should focus his, all of his energy and contemplation specifically on these things, on these truths that we've been discussing, the things that engender in us a love and a fear of God. Certainly, he's a big plug here for, for Sefer Tehillim. If we extensively study and go through to heal him from David Amalek Lavashalam, Vesponinus Bam, and to and to Bam Bimamaream Vinyanam and his bonus and delving deeply and studying deeply Mamaream, the Psukim themselves, so just 
basic Taish translations of what the Pesukim are, if you go through Tehillim, it's a mamish, beautiful, poetic language. Vi'inyanam, and it's depth study, study in depth. Don't just read the, I mean, you could read the words, and that's beautiful it's, itself, but the, when he, say, he specifically says, Vimah which is the words themselves, the content, the, uh, the, the, the verses themselves, like the, the Pesukim themselves, Vi'inyanam, and their content, their, their depth, what, what's behind them. There's volumes and shelves and shelves and shelves of Svarim that elaborate on the, on the incredibly deep words in Sefer Tehillim. Because all the words of, of Tilim are just filled with expressions of love of Hashem, fear of Hashem, every, every manner of, of Hasidus. So, therefore, if someone delves deeply into these things, contemplates that a lot, He cannot help, he can't avoid, but be inspired and want to follow the ways of David and go to go in his ways to live such a tranquil, peaceful, unbelievable, connected life of Avas Hashem and Yerushan that David Malach very clearly lived through his words in Tehillim. Similarly, beneficial is reading stories of not just David Malach, but any Hasidim in the, in the Gemara specifically talks about here, um, talking about God of the Gemaras where it quotes Midrashim, in um, the Gemara and also Midrashim quotes stories like this of, of stories of, of Tzadikim Tamil Chachamim. We quoted some of these in, in, in previous lessons as well. Because all of these things, reading these stories, and it applies to today's Gedolim, you know, Gedolim books or stories of Tzadikim, um, hearing stories for, about Tzadikim has been beginning in Matzah Shabbos to do that specifically. So reading and studying and contemplating these stories about these Chassidim, these true Tzadikim Chassidim, they will awaken the mind to take advice, to take advice, counsel, from the ways of these chassidim, of these tzaddikim, of these great people, and to emulate, to mirror, to, to copy their pleasant, their nechmad, their cherished actions, their deeds, their way of life. This is clear. It doesn't need any elaboration. So to, to end here, I'm just going to read this note at the bottom. I think it's, it's, uh, I think it's beautiful. Couple things actually here. So first of all, um, talking about this, uh, we're talking about contemplating the chesed of Hashem. So you may th- remember back when we we're talking about love of Hashem back in in chapters eighteen, nineteen, um, we were introduced to chesedus and the idea of love. We were speaking about that the epitome of love for Hashem, the best level of love for Hashem, is a love that's not tliyav b'davar, and it's not selfish. It's purely a love for Hashem because I want to make Hashem happy. I want to bring nachzuch to Hashem. I want to be marbek vod shemayim, nothing to do with myself. Yet, here, the Ramachal seems to be talking about thinking about the chesed of Hashem, thinking about all the greatness that Hashem does for you, and, and that will result in you having love for Him. So it seems to me maybe a steer here. So the, the art school over here addressed this, this question, and I think it's an important point to raise, that yes, the, the pinnacle level of love and chesedus is to get to a point where you're serving Hashem without any expectation of reward, without any selfish motivation whatsoever, it's purely for Hashem. Yet, how do we get there? How do we cultivate a love that can reach a level of love that is purely unconditional, is through these steps, through recognizing, seeing Hashem, seeing Hashem everywhere, recognizing the goodness of Hashem, contemplating deeply the unbelievable chesed of Hashem. Every morning we wake up and we say, Moda and We thank Hashem for allowing our eyes to open up, our, our heart to beat, our, our lungs to, to work properly, to breathe, to live life. There's, there's constant things that we can be thanking Hashem for. That's your stepping stone to ultimately get to a level where you'll still recognize the, the chesed of Hashem, obviously, but you don't love Him because of that. You just, that's, you can't help but, but thank Hashem for those things because they're, they're all around you every day. Um, and, 
And I'm, I'm just going to read at the bottom of here, word for word, the, 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 the quotes on here, that the Ramchal also in Derech Yitzchayim says something related to this last point of where he said that it's clear and requires an elaboration. So the Ramchal writes in Derech Yitzchayim, A person seeking closest to Hashem should sit in quiet reflection and ask in his heart, what did our forefathers do that endeared them so to Hashem? What did Moshe Rabbeinu of blessed memory do? What did David Melech Hashem's anointed one do? And what about all the other great ones who lived after us? After he clarifies to himself how they achieved this closest to Hashem, right? So going through the different stories of Moshe Rabbeinu, how he sacrificed for Hashem, the, the, the Misa with the Sneh, whatever, you think about those things. After that, he should contemplate how delightful it would be for a person to follow in their footsteps. Fortunate will be his lot. He will naturally begin to ponder his own circumstances and level of spirituality, the same way that these big tzaddikim did. They didn't, how did they get to where they got to? It wasn't just they just woke up one morning and Hashem said, you're my chosen one. They, 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 were, they went through life. They experienced things. They worked on things. Avram Avinu found Hashem. He, 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 see, he sought out Hashem, right? We, we would have the Maisim and Nukastim, etc. So when people live that life, like these Tadikim did, and they think about their circumstances and where they're holding, what they say, is my life and current level of spirituality consistent with the path on which these greats, these saintly men of old walked or not? So contemplating these, these Maisim engenders in someone, it's not just a, oh, it's a good model, but it's a great check for us. And we say, you know, these people are not malachim. These are human beings. We, 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 we live among people that we sometimes consider malachim because they're so, they reach such levels of, of tzidkos, of prishos, of zahiris, of zrizos, of, of nikias, of chasidos. So we think that they're not much malachim because it's so beyond anything we can even fathom for ourselves. But Lamaisa, these are human beings. These human beings that took the time to focus on their actions, to, to, be, to observe, and to contemplate. And as a result, they fixed their ways and reached incredible light, levels. So we should be zuchah to also observe and to contemplate in order to acquire Hasidus in a strong, legitimate, genuine, authentic, sustainable way. L'chaim Yidin, have a wonderful day. You have been listening to a shear by Hachzeik. If you have been impacted, please share with others. For the daily shear, please visit Hachzeik.com or call 516-600-8080.